Welcome, friends, and happy Monday. Hey, y'all, hey. This is your girl, Lexi Shade, and I just wanted to um, let you all know that I actually decided to take a break from how I usually decide to start the segment, and I decided to introduce you all to one of my other gifts, which is poetry. So I actually wrote a poem that I think is very greatly related to the topic matter for tonight, and the title is called Tightrope, and I just want you all to listen in. Walking this walk for Jesus is like a tightrope. Thank God I really don't smoke. Cause sometimes you just want to escape and get away from the feeling of no hope. We're not subject to the law, but operating under grace. We're not saved by our works, but rather saved by faith. Yet we still have to pay the consequences when we choose to disobey. Always at a crossroads, just like bone thugs, wondering which way. God's way, okay, but the best road is usually not the easiest, nor is it the quickest. But we're supposed to be serving God because we love him, right? Not just for his benefits. So here I am, out here, God. It's because of you I'm in this. Because when you're fighting for the Lord, them demon spirits going to keep shooting for you, but they will miss. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Isaiah 54, 17, let's not forget it. But every now and then you get grazed by life feeling like you got hit. And that enemy come whispering in your ear, come on, you know you want to quit. But I'm feeling like Peter, Lord, if I leave you, where do I go from here? Let's be clear. You're the reason I walk this earth with little to no fear. And although I cry, Lord, sometimes, I'm down to little or no tears. So I'll just stay here with you, on this tightrope, just trying to live. Right. Don't tell me, don't let me fall, Daddy. You got me? He said, yeah, that's in my word too, Luke 4.11, you copy? I replied, yeah, God, even if I fall, I just know your love will never ever drop me. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I had to just slide you all off into my into my poet room. And I'm gonna come up with a cute way to say that. It's not the shade room, but it's the, the great room or the, the the you know the poet the poetic justice room. But, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, y'all, I hope that you all enjoyed that poem. Um, so, little known fact about me, I've actually been writing and writing poetry since I was in elementary school, and I'm in my 30s now, so, but I actually just became comfortable with calling myself, you know, like, looking at myself as a writer, or that I have writing abilities, and that I have the ability to write poetry, and then what I like about the gift that I, I know for a fact God has given me is that I can almost write about anything and I can make it, you know, like have a little rhyme to it, have a little bit of a flow to it, you know, and then it actually makes sense and, um, you know, actually be substantial. So I just thank God for the gift. I'm definitely getting more comfortable using it. If you all look at my personal Instagram, I now call myself a poetess. So I just definitely give God the glory for that gift. And for those of you who are listening to this segment and say maybe you've never listened to another episode of Lex in the City Show, I do advise you to go back and listen to, it's a couple segments, I feel like I have episodes that talk about your gifts and your talents. And so for me, you know, writing and doing my poetry, you know, sometimes when you're gifted at something, it just becomes, it comes so natural to you that you don't even track it, you don't really trace it. And then it also can become something that you just underuse it because you almost don't value it the way that you should because you forget to think about it. It's a gift and it's a talent, you know? So, and then I feel like when it's a gift from God, 
like singing. You know, some people naturally have a good singing voice, things like that. Those are definitely gifts that you want to make sure that you give back to God, you know, that you surrender back to God, that you surrender back to the earth um, so that people can benefit and, and be blessed by your gifts. So that's that. So again, little known fact about me, but now you know. And then, of course, this conversation is not all about me. I'm going to go ahead and um, give a shout out to my two winners for the VIP uh, VIP winners for the Lex and the City Show drawing. That is Sid and Cherie. They both won something from me, so I'll be getting in contact with them and um, so that I can get their items sent out to them. I actually just sent out a, a gift for the drawing before last. So, you know, it's, it's happening, you all. So, different ways that you can win. Um, but basically, it's just engaging with the Lex and the City Show on the Facebook and Instagram pages. Lex and the City Show on Facebook. Lex and the City Show underscore podcast on Instagram. So, commenting, liking, sharing, and reposting posts and stuff like that, of course, will definitely get you nominated. I have a little um, kind of like spreadsheet type situation that I do because at first I was doing a random name picker but the name picker was never picking the people that I that actually should win who actually have been participating who actually have been engaging with me and um with the topics and stuff that I post on the pages so you know I decided from now on I'll just do a manual thing and of course it's a you know it's a little time consuming but you all are worth it because I just want to make sure that the people who are actually engaging and playing by the rules, so to speak, to be able to win and get, uh, definitely getting their name submitted. You know, it's a scripture that says, you know, you have to give honor when honor is due, render to Caesar what's due to Caesar. So when people show you love, it's good to show, show people love back. And one would think that I'm only doing the giveaway to just get people to engage with the show. But actually, that's only half of the reason why I do the giveaway. I do the giveaway because in my heart, God has given me, you know, a heart to just be a giver and not just of material things, you know, but just giving my time, giving support, giving encouragement, you know, that's just the kind of heart that he's given me. And of course, there's a part of me who, you know, sometimes in the past in different relationships and situations felt like, oh, I was being taken advantage of and I kind of wanted to hide that part of myself. But this is a way for me to be able to do what comes natural to me what God has placed on my heart anyway. I'm not going to say I'm Rockefeller. I'm not rolling in the dollars. And at this time, I'm not making money off of the show for a couple of different reasons. And it's not because it's not possible. It's just I don't believe in putting out something until it's actually up to a certain standard, you know, that, that would warrant those types of, you know, situations. So anyway, but yes, this feeds my desire to just be a giver anyway. So and it's a blessing to someone else. And then it's also just, again, a way to just say thank you. Because I think sometimes we forget, and I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, you all, but I promise I'm going to bring it back. Sometimes we forget to just slow down long enough to thank one another, to show people that we know and that we don't know that we appreciate them. Because sometimes you get love, you get more love and support from strangers that you do from the people that are even closest around you. And to me, that's not to shade anyone. I've learned not to really expect that or even ask for too much because at the end of the day, we all are busy. We all have things going on. But again, when you're that person who tries to show support of other people and you don't always get that back, it definitely makes you look at people in life and things a little bit different. Definitely makes you 
lower your expectations some and just be grateful for the support that you do get so and because I'm definitely continually humbling myself and submitting this project and this podcast to God then I have to just be grateful for whatever he does with it and you know through me and with this with this show so again I just want to thank you all thank every one of you for supporting even if you haven't had a chance to win yet I would just ask that you continue to just you know stay on board especially because I have so many new things coming up for you all especially if the weather starts to break and you know I know people want to actually you know I guess with the virus you know people are going to be getting out more and doing more things so I definitely want to make sure that I keep you abreast of different things that is going on um so one thing is going to be starting on June 15th I'm going to try to do a pilot show to introduce a business segment you all so the business segment will cover different things but mainly like entrepreneurship ways to get yourself started in business different questions or concerns that I might see that I have or the others that I know in the business world have um you know just different things to keep you motivated you know so keep you educated motivated and inspired for sure um encouraged or whatever definitely for sure so that's going to be every month every third Monday of the month and so again the third the first third Monday in in June actually falls on um June 15th so I'm going to try it like I said it's going to be a pilot business segment at first but depending on the feedback and you know how it does then that'll determine if I'll keep you know going going you know continually every month from there okay and I'll try to switch it up you know maybe do a different trend you know like some type of trending topic or maybe if it's something that's in the news or something currently something that's going on that I can be approached from a business aspect then we'll go ahead and do that leadership and so on and so forth okay also the Lex in the City show Unplugged is going to be launching and sometime in June as well to be determined but I'll definitely make sure that I keep you all posted on that on Facebook and Instagram so again, make sure you're following those pages. My personal page is I am Lexi Sade. I am L-E-X-Y Sade. And then if you ever have any issues getting to any of the links found on the Facebook page, please definitely visit www.lexisade.com, www.lexisade.com, and I will have all of the links there that you need. Okay? So that was it. You know, I gotta just do my little housekeeping. So tonight I de- I decided to title the episode. It's called a faith walk and not a cake walk for a reason. <laughs> and that's just like, you know, so something else about me. I like to play on words. Um, I like music. So don't be surprised if you ever hear me randomly, you know, put a lyric in something that I'm discussing or bust out singing, even though I know that's not my gift. But, you know, that's just me. Also, you know, I don't watch much television, but it's certain, you know, movies. We all have certain phrases from certain movies that we like or something like that. So, or, you know, some of the reality show characters, you know, I might it might be something that they say that you might hear me say. Like, sometimes you all might hear me say that. On, that's just that on that. I follow a young lady named Light Skin Keisha on social media, and that's something that she does all the time. That's her little tag. You know, you might hear me say, woo child, you know, for those of you who might know, woo child is the famous, you know, um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, <laughs> a little thing that she says, you know, um, I'm getting into more Michael Todd videos, so I might find something that he says that I'll go ahead and say, you know, Country Wayne says, let that sizzle in your spirit. So, you know, if you think about it, most people who do something 
and media, music, you know, motivational speaking, you know, reality TV, whatever the case may be. Everyone has some type of tag, tag, you know, tagline, something that they say that's just unique to them. So, but if you hear me say something, maybe I'll try to remember to tell you where I got it from in case you don't know if it's not going to take me completely off course <laughs> with what I'm discussing. And then, you know, we can go from it. But I just wanted to give you all that little disclaimer, okay? So one more disclaimer that, you know, I'm not ordained in something in ministry at this moment. Um, I'm actually in between churches, but I actively um, visit a church called Ministries for uh, Minister. Um, I'm sorry, Ministers for Christ Ministries. Okay, and then you know, and then I just have a lot of life skills. I know God has brought me through a lot of things, so a lot of the messages that I teach on is just stuff that just drops in my spirit. But I do have college degrees, certifications, so on and so forth. Um, I I can send you my bio <laughs> if you all want that information. But again, I'm just here to just encourage, enlighten, you know, teach, assist other people, each one teach one. And then I listen to others as well. And that's how I learn, you know, aside from studying, my, studying the word and things like that. Okay, so the title, I just wanted to basically, first I want to, so the, I want to discuss some of the complexities that I myself personally deal with as far as being a Christian and how I manage those things. But I also want to discuss some of the myths, the myths, I'm sorry, and misconceptions that happen with, you know, Christianity and why some people will just choose not to be a Christian or just choose not to attend church or not even don't even want to hear about God or the Lord or church or anything like that. So and this is me just wanting to talk about some of those things. Of course, not wanting to bash anybody and beat anybody up, but just to give you a different frame of thinking, you know what I mean? And then from there, I'll just go into, you know, like I said, um, I'm not a perfect Christian. There's no perfect human being. So just because I have, this, you know, I have the faith and, and I'm a Christian, I subscribe to the Christian faith does not necessarily mean that that automatically just makes me perfect. It makes me perfect in God's eyes, yes, through the blood of Jesus Christ. But it doesn't make me perfect in the natural realm. We were all born and live in sin, so that's just what it is. None of us can even actually control that, you know, per se, that part of it. Okay, but to just get into the myths, because I feel like I've been jumping around, but you know, hopefully you all are chilling and you're in quarantine and you're nice and relaxed and you don't mind if I ramble a little bit. If I, I'm not even going to call it rambling. I'm talking to you all. <laughs> but no, I don't think I'm going to keep you too long. Um, I'm going to trim some things down. But definitely want to make sure I get to the, to the meat of everything before I let you all go. And listen, let me tell you all this as well. So another thing about me is I'm a solution person. I don't like to focus on the problems. I like to focus on the solutions because I'm all about growth, growth of myself, growth of relationships, growth of others, you know, growth. It's not easy. It's painful. I'm going through my own growing process. That is not easy. The road to wholeness is a struggle in and of itself, but it's necessary. And unfortunately, it's not enough people on that path. So if you're listening, I hope that you are a person that's on the path to wholeness, to wholeness to healing, to forgiveness, you know, to deliverance, to all of those good, healthy, positive things. I'm not about toxicity and negativity. That's a no-no. You know, we all have negative emotions and different things that we deal with, but you don't have to live there. 
So, yeah, that's that. So, if I, if you ever feel like I'm lecturing you, I'm mothering you, to a certain extent, I probably am. That's the teaching gift in me. But just know that, again, I'm not going to come on here and speak about something that I haven't had to personally address myself or someone hasn't brought to my attention or God hasn't just given to me. Okay? All right. So, Exhibit A. I'm sure you all probably have heard some people say, I can't get saved or come to church because I don't have my stuff together. Okay, so there's a quote that says, no one is perfect, like I just said, and that's a fact. No one is perfect because we're all flawed human beings. That's just how it is. We're all born in sin and iniquity. That's in the Bible, so that's just how it is. And Isaiah 64, 6 states, because you know I always got to bring some scripture into it. Y'all going to have to be with me. Okay, so, do my little scriptures to the side, y'all. I'm a screenshot queen, though. Y'all gonna have to forgive me. I am the screenshot queen. <laughs> so, Isaiah 64, 6, real quick, says, But we all are as an unclean thing, and all our unrighteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So, real quick knowledge, I learned that filthy rags is the equivalent to a a sanitary napkin a used sanitary napkin so (laughs) that just goes to show you that even what we think is so righteous you know for those Christians who think you super righteous I know I struggle with pride myself our righteousness in and of ourselves is as of filthy rags to God that's why we need Christ so again to answer your question for those of you who've been tripping on that part no you don't have to be perfect to come to Christ if anything, it's the opposite. Jesus um, actually kept company with a lot of sinners. Why? Because the sinners knew that they needed Jesus. It was the Pharisees and the other hypocrites that didn't. So, yeah. <laughs> come to Christ, y'all. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're not right enough to come to Christ because that's the devil is a liar. Also, Christians are hypocritical and judgmental. That's a lie. But what is the truth about that? Some Christians are judgmental. And some Christians are hypocritical. And if I'm being honest, I actually used to be one of those people back when I first got saved, when I didn't know any better. You know, the old folks would say when I was still wet behind the ears. But as life goes on, different things happen. It does humble you. Life has a way of humbling you and bringing you back to the ground where you belong. You know, that's why they say stay grounded. So, yes, there are some people who are Christians who are judgmental and who are hypocritical. But not everyone is like that. Some Christians like to dwell in grace like that's one thing I can say for myself I'm a pretty grace like I give grace pretty easily to people probably sometimes too easy but then you know the Bible says that whoever is given much you know much is required I think to a certain extent I give grace because I know I've been given a lot of grace you know what I'm saying so sometimes those people who are judgmental and critical and um, hypocritical know that they are that way in and of themselves And then a lot of times it's just easier to deflect that on you. But I just want people to not assume just because they meet a handful of people, that's one way, that that means everyone is like that. You know, if you're a person of color, we don't like to be stereotyped based on what another person of color does. So as a Christian, we don't like to be stereotyped based upon what other Christians have done. Because again, we're all flawed humans and we all make mistakes. I make some myself. Nobody gets it right all the time. But try not to let that be the overarching reason as to why you just completely 
are against a whole group of people. Okay? Alright. So, and then also there are people who are not Christians who are judgmental. You know? So again, these things come a dime a dozen, all shapes, forms, sizes. Nobody's perfect. Okay? Also, Christians are boring. Ah, please. The devil is a liar. Actually, I feel like, as me personally, as a Christian, I feel like I have even more fun. And reason being, in Christ, I have joy. In Christ, I have peace. You know, in Christ, I have more freedom, actually. You know, and and I didn't put that on here as a myth, but the world will tell you that you have less freedom because you're a Christian or whatever religion you might, you know, a spiritual belief you might subscribe to. But I'll say for Christians, people can quickly go to, no, because I'm not going to be able to do this and I'm not going to be able to do that. The thing about it is there's still a lot of things that you still can do as a Christian. The things that you can't do are the things that we really shouldn't be doing anyway. And because the one thing that I can say, and for those of you who do know God, then you know what I mean when I say this. But the one thing that I can say is that everything in that Bible is for a purpose and it's for a reason. And anything that the Lord tells us not to do is only for our protection. It's only because he loves us. God is not the type of being that's just sitting around trying to make us punish us and, and steal our joy and don't want us to enjoy life and have fun. God even has a sense of humor. A lot of people don't know that, but God has a sense of humor. So, you know, he's not a, a boring God. You know, he's not he doesn't he's not trying to steal you know, the Bible says that Satan came to steal, kill and destroy. God doesn't come to steal anything. He's not a destroyer. He's not a liar. He's none of those negative things. So for people to just assume that just because you give your life to Christ that, that means you're not gonna enjoy life anymore. I can tell you all I've been saved, you know, even though I've had periods of backsliding, I'm not gonna lie about that. But I've been saved since I was 12. And one thing that I haven't missed is fun. I'm, tr- I'm trying to tell you. And that's the honest to God truth. I wouldn't lie to you all. I'm not getting, you know, paid to sit up here and try to sell you Jesus. I don't try to sell people Jesus. That's why, to me, I'm still struggling when it comes to business and church. You know, I I know it's to a certain, you know, it's, it's certain overlap. And, and that just comes from wisdom, how to even deal with that. But, you know... I have fun. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I have fun. They're Christian comedians. They're Christian rappers. You know, you just got to do what works for you. There's even a Christian version of Netflix called Pure Flix. You know, so it's different ways to still be able to be in this life and still enjoy your life and still have fun and still be you, basically. I feel like if you're a fun, humor-loving person, then you're going to be that regardless. You know, it shouldn't take you just going to the club. It shouldn't take you just drinking. It shouldn't take you just smoking. It shouldn't take you just being around a certain group of people. If this is who you really are, and that's who God made you to be, then you're going to be that anyway, regardless of whether you believe in Jesus Christ and choose to serve him or you don't. You know, like I said, I actually, for one, even though I have moments of fun, I'm a more serious person. I'm not going to lie. And I'm still struggling with learning how to relax, (laughs) you know. So for me, drinking used to be my thing because that was a way for me to relax. But I can't say that even as a Christian, I have still drunk. I'm not going to say that that is is what you should do. I'm not up here to tell nobody what they should or shouldn't do. Again, it's all about your level of conviction. And then what what does the Word of God say? And I know for a fact that the Word of God does come against drunkenness and stuff like that. 
so for me the compromise to a certain extent even though there's a lot of compromise in Christianity and I'm not here to promote that either but you know for me the middle ground I guess so to speak um it was like wine you know what I mean but to be honest I haven't even been designed to do that much so some stuff some stuff we still indulge in as Christians because we still are learning growing sometimes we don't always know any better some things are addiction, you know, some things are in, in bad habits. Um, some things come from a hurt place. I think I used to drink more when I was just more hurt. You know what I mean? So let me bring it back around again. There's different ways that you can enjoy yourself as a Christian. And you don't have to choose to be boring. If you are born when you become saved, that probably means you was born before you chose to give your life to Christ. So don't blame Jesus for your for you being dry. <laughs> okay. All right. So also, pastors and the church only want your money. That's why you don't go. Okay. So the thing about it is, the truth is, that's a lie. The truth is that some pastors, leaders, and those related to them only want money. You know, and it ain't, might not even be, to say they only want money might even be a long stretch. Some of them might actually care if you learn, if you grow, if you get better in life, if you and your family are taken care of. But maybe they do have their hands in the pot a little too much, you know, or their church leaders have their hands in the pot a little too much. But I can honestly say out of the three churches, because now I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm migrating to a new ministry now. But every church I've been to, I've been at for a few years. No no less than three, you know. And I can honestly say I've never felt like um, that people weren't doing what they were supposed to do with the money and that all they were doing was buying things for themselves. I can say I've never felt like that. I did have one moment where I seen one of the pastors with the church where I attended had on a certain watch, and my mind was about to start going down that, that path. But God helped me to bring it back in because I thought about all of the other outreach and the homeless people that they feed and the fish fries they used to have and the gas giveaways and all these different things. So, you know, that to me is the stuff that matters. When you can see the church doing what the church is supposed to do, which is to help and benefit the people, then don't be hating on the pastor for, you know, having a decent car. Like my my pastor for the ministry that I'm leaving, he has, I think, uh, I want to say a Benz or BMW. But he bought it used, and he saved money to buy that car. He doesn't have a car note or anything. So, but when you see him riding down the street, or you see him pull up in it, you want to judge. But he's like, man, I barely buy myself anything. And he was saying that the people at his church had to force him. The people in the congregation, like the leaders that he works alongside, had to force him to treat himself and take care of himself because that's just not his heart. You know what I mean? And then also... There's a scripture in the Bible that says that it is my will that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. It also says that Christ came, that the Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ came that he, that we may have life and life more abundantly. So how are you going to have an abundant life? Prosperity and abundant life don't sound like being broke. It doesn't sound like neglecting yourself. You know, it, all, it also doesn't sound like giving all your money to the church and not taking care of yourself. So another thing I was going to talk about later on, but one thing is balance, you know. I think that's a big part of this 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 walk with Christ, and that is why I talked about, you know, I call the poem tightrope, because, you know, if you think about a tightrope, you have a balance on that. A person who walks the tightrope has to balance, and that's, to me, what this walk is just basically pretty much about. 
Um, so, but again, God never intended for us to live paycheck to paycheck. God never intended for us to be broke just because you say that you're a Christian. That is quite the opposite. God actually wants to bless us. Because think about it. Who would want to come to Christ and subscribe to a faith that they feel like robs them the same way that the world does? Nobody would want to do that. So that's not his intention. So definitely don't believe that. Okay? Also, oh, I think this one definitely gets to me more, even than the others, is that Christianity is a white man-made religion to enslave black people so let me let me just and i'm gonna i'm probably gonna dig into this more just for my own self as research for personal reasons but let me just say this christianity is you know i'm not gonna go all the way back to when it started and 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 the, and the bc this and all of that we just not i'm not gonna get into that kind of stuff tonight but i will say think about it on a common sense aspect if it was a christian you know, if it's, if Christianity is just something that a white man made up to enslave the black people, then why are so many white people, Caucasian people, and people who are not black also still Christian? Hispanic people and everybody else. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? But I will say this. So a lot of these, if you notice, it's a lie, but then there's a little bit of truth sprinkled in there. But it's just too many generalizations and stereotypes. And that is what kind of makes it an, an untruth, so, so to speak. So I'm pretty sure that some Caucasian people, slave owners and stuff like that, misuse the word of God to keep their slaves in line. I'm pretty sure. Because there is scriptures about slaves obeying your masters and stuff like that in the Bible. That's a fact. You know, so I'm pretty sure that they probably misused God's word. But that doesn't necessarily negate his word altogether. That doesn't negate the faith altogether, you know? So to me, that's that's the people Christians do that. You know, us as Christians sometimes, you know, that that's not Caucasian. You know, I'm black, I'm brown, I'm a brown person. Sometimes we take the pieces that benefit us, that work to our benefit, however it may be, and that's the stuff we focus on and we throw the rest away. You know, because I don't want to live like that right now. I don't want to do that right now. Oh, I'm not feeling that. You know, you know that's that's just not working for me. You know, I'm not there yet. You know, God know my heart. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. We always taking the Bible out of context. And did they rewrite the Bible? I'm pretty sure. Did they take out some books? I'm pretty sure about that too. You know, there's a lot to understand in the Word of God. You know, there's Greek words, there's Hebrews understandings and Hebrew meanings and cultural things. I mean, it's a lot. But to me, the basic thing is that's why they have different versions. You find the version that you can relate to, and then that's what you study. But to continue to try to discredit the faith altogether because of a bunch of bad apples is not, it's not, that's, that's not helpful to you, and that's not helpful to anyone else. You know, because you can be closing yourself off from something you know, and that's what the devil wants and this like really and, and and to be all in all actuality, that's exactly what the enemy wants. But that's why I'm trying to help enlighten you all a little bit. Okay. Um also the one last myth is that God won't love or accept me because of my bad habits. And that kind of relates to the first one that I was talking about. As far as feeling like Christians have to be perfect. Again, nobody's perfect. 
And there's a scripture where God, God hates sin. That's a fact. That's why he sent his son to die for us. He didn't just say, oh, I hate sin. And then not send an answer for the sin. But God loves people, period. The word of God says God is love. You know, it also says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Now, we can separate ourselves from the love of God, you know, but that doesn't mean he stops loving us just because we choose to separate ourselves from his love or from him. You know, that that's not what that means. So that's that's the last myth that I have to cover. I'm sure it's pretty more, plenty of plenty more. But what I did was I basically just sat back and thought about, um, again, and, and talking about the myths and misconceptions was just to add on to the show. That was not my original only thing that I wanted to talk about on the show. But I felt like to even get to talking about Christianity itself, I wanted to talk about some of the things that turn people off from this faith in hopes that maybe something that I said will resonate with someone and it will make you look at the faith differently and make you just reconsider. You know, because with everything going on in the world right now, now is the time for you to believe in something. And to me, the best thing you can do is believe in Jesus Christ. You know, because you might be feeling hopeless. You might be feeling suicidal. You might be at the end of your rope. You might be at the end of yourself. And you're looking for a change. And you're looking for something different. And I would encourage you. I was going to save this to the end, but I'll go ahead and say it now. There is a prayer of salvation that I have on my episode. And it says it says in the title, A Quick Prayer of Salvation. And, and a few people have played it. And I pray that those people that played it actually did pray the prayer with me. It's less than a minute and 30 seconds. But it's quick enough for you to give your life to Christ. And then I would suggest that you find a Bible-based church that are showing the love of God, showing the love of Christ. And you can see it in their deeds and their actions. You can feel it and all those good things. Maybe they're doing things in the earth to help people, especially in a time like this. Those are all good signs. And then be prayerful about it. And then join this journey. Because it is a walk. It's a journey. That's another thing, too. Christianity is not just a religion. It's a lifestyle. It's a religion by definition. But it should be a lifestyle change, meaning your life should look like something the longer you are in this faith. Because that is God's intention, to grow us and take us from glory to glory. So his goal is to always make you be better, to make you, to have you do better. But ultimately, that will have you feel better. That will have you think better. You know, that will have you live better, you know, because none of us know when our day is going to come, you know, how long we have on earth. So why not try to find a way to enjoy whatever your years are that you have left as much as possible. Okay. so again, I would encourage you if you've been rejecting Jesus Christ, you've been rejecting the faith, please. I would love to just say, you know, ahead of time. In advance, I welcome you to the faith. I welcome you to being a child of God. This, if there's any decision that I've ever made in my life, you all, that I don't regret making, that was giving my life to Christ. Because, like I said, although I went through such a series of backsliding, I know for a fact that he has had his hands on me and that he's had his hands on my family and all of my friends and everybody that I've come in contact with. All of us are still here. You know, jacked up, tore up, whatever the case may be, <laughs> you know, various struggles. But we're all still here. We're alive. We're breathing. We're covered. I had someone really close to me that actually had COVID-19 and they survived, you know, um, a couple people actually. So I just give God the glory even for that. You know, there's protection. So now that will just be, this is a great segue to me into why I'm saved. 
why I choose to remain safe and, you know, just a few of the benefits out of the many that I can say that I gained from being a Christian. So I will say for me, all right, let me take it back. When I was younger, um, I had my older sister was a Christian and I, I became a Christian through my sister. So I don't even know if I've showed, shared this story before, but I'll, I'll share it now. I always kind of, my father raised us, I didn't grow up in the church like most people, so that's number one. I didn't grow up in the church. I remember being drugged to church when I was little, here and there, and then it got to be to a point where even while I was still um, still in elementary school, my mother and father just stopped taking me to church. I can only remember, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times my father has gone to church, and that's no shade. But I'm just saying, maybe two, because he has gone at least for two years, for the last two or three years. But he doesn't go any other time. But he is a Christian. He does read his, his morning devotionals now. You know, he does. He always told us, never forget to pray. So even when I was a little girl, I remember I, on Christmas, I would just go in the kitchen. Once I knew that Santa <laughs> wasn't the real reason for the holiday. And he wasn't the real person that dropped off my gifts or whatever the case may be. I remember just going in the kitchen sometime and just saying, thank you, God. Happy birthday, Jesus. You know, like that kind of thing. That was like my understanding of God and Jesus Christ back then. But as I got older, you know, my sisters would talk to me about different things. Of course, they would never really settle with me. But I remember one time, I think I had called myself giving my life to Christ, but was still cutting up, still just, you know, and I always was, I'm not going to lie to you all, I always had a boy problem <laughs> now, and then it became a big grown boy, you know, like grown man, but still like a boy problem, I meaning like boy crazy, like like boys, that's always been like a weakness for me. I'm sure some of you ladies out there, y'all, girl, me too, but I mean, for real. But that also came from my daddy issues, you know, which can be a whole nother segment. But um, so I was kind of fast, you know, just like the tension at the time. I hadn't been sexually active, but I was still just fast. And I remember meeting this guy. I used to go on chat line. So I met this man off of chat line and I always looked older, you know. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of women, you know, black women, we got, you know, different things going on with our bodies little bit more voluptuous sometimes and different things so I always and I'm a tall woman too I'm 5'11 so I always just looked older so I remember meeting this grown man offline and you know he came to my house you know like I gave him my address didn't know him for that long you know but I gave him the address to my house where me and my parents live went and had him take me up the street to my girlfriend's house we sitting on the couch you know we chilling we talking whatever I don't think we kissed or touched or, you know, anything crazy like that. But I think then I actually ended up telling him that I, my real age, like I, I came out, came clean and told him what my real age was. And of course he was bothered, you know, he didn't be, you know, hurt me or anything like that. But he just took me back home and then I never heard from the guy again, which was, the, you know, the grace of God. But one later on, a few days later, I went to go visit my older sister. And I'm telling her about it. I'm thinking we just having girl talk. And the conversation went completely left, <laughs> you all. I think she hit me a couple times, which rightfully so, because she was scared. I think she, like, grabbed me, like, shook me, like, hit me. And then, you know, she immediately called my mother and father and told them what I did. And, of course, I was in trouble once I got home. They was yelling at me, fussing at me, probably, or whatever. I can't even remember, but... I know it was bad, but she preached my head off that night because she's the safe sister behind you. 
she's the one go to church all the time whatever whatever even now she's an intercessory prayer warrior for sure meaning she prays for other people a lot so she was going off she was saying all these things you all so I was just sitting there like what in the world like I'm like I'm thinking we having girl talk you done told mommy and daddy all my business but she was really legit scared for me. And then at that point, once she explained to me the seriousness, which the devil will blind you to your sin, he will blind us to our sin, the consequences of it. While we're doing it, we like, oh, this is great, this is fine. But those consequences, though, like how many people do you know got killed in certain situations because they were blind to the consequences of whatever they were doing? Young people at that. So I could have been one of them. So she told my parents, and then they had to kind of like monitor me for a few days to see if the guy came back around or whatever. Because at this point, she's thinking child abduction, rightfully so. She's thinking rape. She's thinking I could have been murdered. Once she started to bring those things to my attention, then I'm like, oh, shoot, I realized the same thing. This is what made me get my life to Christ, though, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Everything she said to me, most of what she said to me, I'm not going to say everything. Most of what she said to me, though, do you know I went to church for her the next day? Because, of course, naturally now, she definitely dragged me to church. When I went to church for her the next day, do you know the pastor in the pulpit literally said everything that my sister had just said? So for those of you listening who actually have given your life to Christ already and you've been in the faith for a little while, you know, you know the term confirmation. I mean, anyone knows what confirmation is in general, but, you know, confirmation from God, from the Holy Spirit, when he reiterates some things to you, you know, like say something in one season and then turn around and say it in another, it's confirmation. So I just was like, oh my gosh. And then she's sitting there listening. That's when I learned what confirmation meant. She's sitting there like, that's confirmation, sis. You better listen. (laughs) But when I tell you all, I had never experienced something like that. So that was enough for me to realize, okay, this is God. So from that moment forward, I literally, I, I legit did give my life to Christ. And from that point on, I did begin to change. You know, the more I began to learn, the more I attended youth services back then, attended Bible study, different things. I did grow a lot in my faith. I would read the Bible on my own. I would spend time with God. And the reason that being Christian was so appealing to me, even at such a young age, and people would compliment me and commend me all the time. Oh, you're so young, and you're so wise, and this, that, and the other. But the reason that was so appealing to me is that I grew up, I'm the youngest of three daughters, and I'm the baby. So by the time I got to be like preteen, my sister had, you know, being older, 13, 14 years older, had gotten pregnant and ended up moving out with her child's father, which left me at home with my elderly parents by myself. And, you know, like a lot of households, um, you know, there was certain levels of dysfunction there. And um, they old school parents, so they subscribe to their whole children ought to be seen and not heard type of thing. And so being at home, a lot of times I just felt alone. You know, I felt alone. I felt by myself a lot. So me now being saved and giving my life to Christ, I had a friend. You know, I had a forever friend. I had someone to talk to. I had someone to spend time with. I had someone who would listen to me and care for me. And that's what God does. I can honestly say, even now at 32, he still cares for me the same way he did back when I was 12. You know, he still looks out for me. He still listens to me. Um, And I would say that's when I started journaling, like writing um, more. You know, I think I was writing when I was like nine, but once I became a Christian, journaling before it became popular I wish I would have thought about it back then 
you know, as many journals as I done bought and went through, I could have created my own journal, <laughs> which I might still do, to be honest, but there's so many different journals out here, I just bought a whole set of them myself, and um, I even have a, a reflective style journal that I'm about to start using too, but that became my outlet, Christ, and, and me journaling my prayers to God became my outlet. And that's what's kept me on. So if I have to say anything about Jesus Christ, God, I would say he's a keeper. I would say he's a protector. Clearly, he showed me that back when I was 12. But there's so many other things that he's protected me from since then. And so, again, I want to just encourage you all that if you're struggling, you feel like you, you're a mess, you're a hot mess, trust me. I have so many messy stories to share, even after giving my life to Christ, even after being saved, quote unquote, for some years. You know, meaning I had given my life to Christ, but I wasn't necessarily walking with him, you know, walking in righteousness and stuff like that. But salvation can't necessarily be taken back. That's the one thing. Once you pray that prayer of salvation, your soul can always be saved. But it's the life that you live on the way to your destination, which hopefully, prayerfully is heaven when you die. If we die in sin, then we don't go to heaven. So unfortunately, that is the, that is the risk of, you know, being in and out of the in and out of the faith, in and out of, you know, Christianity, in and out of the, the lifestyle I'll say, of righteousness. So, um, but a big thing for me again is just to have so God is a keeper. He's a he makes a way. I can honestly say that I've never even though I've struggled, I've lived on my own for quite a few years at a time. Even though it's been tight, I've never been hungry. Um, he's always opened the door one way or another for me to have gas, you know, and everything that I needed. You know, so God is a keeper. He's a keeper. He's a way maker. He's a protector. He's a friend. You know, he's a father and mother to the mother and fatherless. You know, because even though my parents were there physically, they weren't there emotionally, spiritually all the time. So, but, you know, and I just know I wouldn't be here without God, y'all. That's all. I just know I wouldn't be here. So again, I feel like it's sometimes this walk is a challenge, especially when not a lot of people around you are walking the same way. You'll find yourself feeling alone a lot of times in your decision making and in how you choose to live. But I definitely feel like it's worth it. I definitely feel like it's worth it to give the Lord God a try, for, for sure. Like I would instead of being lied to you, um, you know, I'm not going to say I don't gain anything from from telling you all about Christ or trying to persuade you all to want to serve Christ wholeheartedly and stuff like that. I'm not going to say I don't gain anything because I am gaining something because I feel like I'm doing the Lord's work, of course. But other than that, I'm not being paid to do this, you know. So and I'm and I believe, God, that if I live my life right, I'm going to go to heaven regardless of how many other people I share the gospel with or anything like that. But I just, that's, that's it, you know. So again, it's a complex life, it's hard. But for those of you like myself who haven't been struggling, continue to surrender those struggles to God and just let him help you through them. Continue to surrender your hurt to God. Continue to surrender your confusion, your doubt, your unbelief, disbelief. Whatever it is that you struggle with, your fears, continue to surrender it with to him. And there's a scripture, and then I'm going to get ready to close out. There's a scripture that says, um, something about balancing the extremes that you know let me actually try to find it like a man or woman who loves God will avoid all extremes so basically that to me says having balance avoid all extremes 
Okay, so I'm going to just try to find the verse and tell you all so you can look it up on your own. It's Ecclesiastes 7, 16 through 18. Ecclesiastes is a long word, you all, but if you can sound it out, spell it. <laughs> it's E-C-C-L-E-S-I-A-S-T-E-S. Okay, it's how you spell it. 7, 16 through 18. So, that was that, you all. Um, I just want to encourage you all to, again, share this with someone that you know has been resisting the faith, you know, who, who just don't want to be a believer. Tell them, say, hey, I got this chick that answers some of those questions and concerns that you have, and she's willing to have more conversation with you if that's what you need. And send them my way. I'll gladly talk to them. At this point, I want to continue to learn more about this faith and even more about other faiths to a certain extent or the history behind certain things just so that I can, I'm not going to say argue because I feel like the Bible tells us not to argue about God and about the word and stuff like that. But just to be able to stand, continue to stand firm in my faith and on my point because I feel like as the world goes the way it's going, it's going to be harder and harder to stand on our faith. And so we have to make sure that we ground it completely. Um, in any situation, any scenario. Okay, so that's it. I hope that you all enjoyed. And then again, if it wasn't a topic you can relate to, I hope you just enjoy hearing my voice. And please definitely share it. And stay encouraged, okay? Again, make sure you follow Lex in the City Show underscore podcast. Make sure you follow I am Lexi Sade. If you like my personal Instagram, it was open. I did close it because I'm about to take a little mini break from social media um, on the personal side. But um, Lex in the City Show on Facebook. The logos are there. Contact information is there. I'm going to be working more on the Facebook page. And then again, stay tuned for the business segment and the Lex and the City Show Unplugged on YouTube. And I'll share more about that as the time comes closer. And I just want to thank you all so much for supporting. And I love you all. And I hope and pray that you have a blessed and healthy and safe week. Until next week, have a good night. Bye.